as healthcare professionals, we know all too well the feeling of pre-shift anxiety. It's that feeling of anticipation of what's to come. The unknown situation that you might be thrown into as soon as you walk through those doors. In fact, pre and post-shift anxiety is real and can significantly impact our mental health and well-being. Unfortunately, the term anxiety has gotten a bad rep though. Many people associate anxiety with fear, worry, and stress and often view it as a negative experience. However, anxiety serves a purpose and helps keep us safe. Welcome health professionals to Chart Life Podcast, where it's all about you. Your stories of challenges and triumphs with news and resources just for you. I'm your host, Chantelle Howard. Thanks for joining me. Anxiety is a natural response to danger, and it triggers the release of adrenaline and other hormones that prepare our bodies for fight or flight. In this sense, anxiety can be seen as a protective mechanism that keeps us alert and ready to respond to potential threats. In fact, many benefits of anxiety often go overlooked. For example, anxiety can be a motivator and it can push us to take action and make positive changes in our lives. Anxiety can also be a signal that something isn't right, prompting us to seek help and support from others. And anxiety can be a source of resilience. We can build our resilience and adaptability by learning to cope with anxiety and manage stress. If anxiety serves a purpose and has benefits, Why do we often view it as a negative experience? Well, one reason may be that we have a narrow definition of anxiety. We tend to associate anxiety with the physical symptoms of fear and worry, such as sweating, trembling, and heart palpitations. But anxiety can manifest as a more subtle and discomfort or unease. In this sense, anxiety can signal that something is off balance in our lives prompting us to reflect on our values, priorities, and goals. While it can be challenging, it's important to remember that anxiety serves a purpose and has benefits. By reframing our perspective on anxiety and learning to manage stress, we can thrive in our careers. According to Brianna Weist, in 101 essays that will change the way you think, anxiety is a warning sign that we're too much in the past or future. Being there affects how we make choices in the present. So it's essential to acknowledge that our anxiety is not the problem, but only pointing us toward it. And the real problem is our failure to address the cause of our anxiety. Pre-shift anxiety is a common experience among healthcare professionals. It can manifest as a range of physical and emotional symptoms, including increased heart rate, sweating, and worry about work tasks. The causes of pre-shift anxiety can be related to various factors, including the nature of the work itself, high-pressure environments, and the potential for emergencies. Hello, healthcare! Several studies have highlighted the prevalence of anxiety among healthcare professionals, and according to a study published in the Journal of Clinical Nursing, around 43% 
of healthcare professionals experience moderate to high anxiety levels. Healthcare professionals who experience anxiety may be more prone to burnout, depression, and other mental health issues. If pre-shift anxiety is something that you struggle with, here are seven ways to mitigate pre-shift anxiety. A deadly and drug-resistant fungus called Candida auris or C. auris is quickly spreading through the U.S. healthcare facilities, according to a new study by the CDC. The fungus can cause severe illness in people with weakened immune systems, and the number of people diagnosed with infection has been rising alarmingly since it was reported in the U.S. in 2016. The CDC warns healthcare providers to provide good infection control and take preventative measures to stop the pathogen from spreading beyond hospitals and long-term facilities. Here's NBC with more. Lots more to get to on this Tuesday morning, including the CDC sounding off on what it's calling an urgent public health threat, a highly drug-resistant fungus that's spreading at an alarming rate from just four states in 2016, as you see in the map there, to more than half of the United States in 2022. While scientists do not believe that the fungus is a threat to people who are otherwise healthy, it can be dangerous and potentially deadly to those who are medically fragile. NBC's senior medical correspondent, Dr. John Torres is here. So first of all, Dr. John, where did this, this fungus come from and how concerned should we all be? And first and foremost, as far as how concerned, this is not the last of us type of apocalypse. This is not gonna take over the globe and cause you know, Armageddon throughout the world, but it is something that definitely needs to be looked into because like you mentioned, it has increased since 2016, many, many fold and has spread throughout the country. World Health Organization says this is a global threat as well. Problem is it's resistant to common antifungal drugs and it seems to be getting more and more resistant. It's difficult to identify to begin with because it's inside the body and, and the symptoms mimic a lot of other symptoms and it's causing these outbreaks in healthcare facilities particularly long-term care facilities if somebody's on a ventilator or they have long-term IV lines in them that's how it can get into the body their immune systems aren't that strong as far as how concerned we should be overall this is one of those things that seems to be spreading because we think of global warming the fungus usually doesn't get in our bodies because it can't stand the warm temperatures but they think fungi in general are adapting to warmer temperatures because of global warming they're going to be able to get in our bodies more and more Irva Ortieno, a promising hip-hop artist, died at Central State Hospital in Virginia. According to Commonwealth's attorney, seven Henrico County Sheriff's deputies and three hospital security guards have been charged with second-degree murder in Ortieno's death. His family has claimed that Ortieno was having a mental health crisis at the time. He was placed under an emergency custody order when police responded to a possible burglary report on March 3rd. Virginia law allows the police to put a person under an emergency custody order if they are believed to pose a danger to themselves or others due to mental illness. On March 6, Otieno was taken to Central State Hospital, a state mental health facility. He died during the intake process with prosecutors claiming that deputies and hospital security guards smothered him to death while restraining him. Meanwhile, Otieno's family is demanding answers about his death, with his older brother saying, being mentally ill shouldn't be a death sentence. Here's more on CNN. My son was treated like a dog, worse than a dog. I saw it with my own eyes on the video. The family of 28-year-old Ivo Otieno, who died in custody, has now seen video of the fatal incident. At what point do we stop preserving life? At what point do we consider mental illness a crime? 
Prosecutors say Otieno was smothered to death by seven sheriff's deputies and three hospital employees, restraining him during intake at a mental health facility. Seven sheriff's deputies in Henrico County, Virginia, were arrested Tuesday and charged with second-degree murder. Why would any law enforcement officer put a knee on the neck of a person who is face down, handcuffed, and restrained? Ochena was arrested March 3rd after police say they responded to a burglary call next door, took him to the hospital for evaluation, where he became, quote, physically assaultive. After a weekend in jail, where prosecutors say video shows Ochiena was pepper sprayed, punched, and mistreated, he was brought to the Central State Mental Facility on March 6th. Seven ways to mitigate pre-shift anxiety. Number one, create a routine. Establishing a routine before work can help you feel more in control and prepared for the day ahead. This routine can include reviewing patient notes, checking equipment, or meditating for a few minutes. Number two, focus on the present. Anxiety can be triggered by worrying about past or future events. Practicing mindfulness techniques can help you stay focused on the present moment and reduce anxiety levels. Consider taking a few deep breaths, practicing yoga, or meditating. Number three, connect with colleagues. Building supportive relationships with colleagues can help reduce anxiety levels. Talking to a trusted colleagues about your concerns or discussing shared experiences can help you feel more connected and less alone. Number four, seek professional help. If your anxiety is severe or impacting your ability to work, it's vital to seek professional help. This may involve speaking to a therapist or other mental health professional who can provide guidance and support. Number five, take care of your physical health. Taking care of your physical health can help reduce anxiety levels. This can include getting enough sleep, exercising regularly, and eating a healthy diet. Number six, cognitive behavioral therapy techniques. CBT is a type of therapy that can help individuals reframe their thoughts and feelings around anxiety. CBT techniques can help you identify negative thought patterns and replace them with more positive and helpful ones. Number seven and number seven, identify the source of your anxiety. Here are some ways to do that. Anxiety can stem from various sources, such as stress at work, financial difficulties, health concerns, or relationship problems. Identifying the source of your anxiety can help you better understand and manage it. Here are some ways to do that. Number one, keep a journal. Writing down your thoughts and feelings can help you identify patterns and triggers contributing to your anxiety. Try to be specific and record your thoughts and feelings throughout the day. Two, seek therapy. As previously mentioned, a mental health professional can help you identify the source of your anxiety and develop strategies for managing it. Three, talk to trusted friends or family members. Sometimes talking to someone you trust can help you gain perspective on your anxiety and identify potential sources. They may also be able to provide emotional support and guidance. And number four, take a break. Sometimes anxiety can be caused by overwork or burnout. Taking a break from work or other stressful activities can help you gain clarity 
and identify potential sources of anxiety. There are several ways to lessen pre-shift anxiety, and one of the most effective ways is to prepare in advance. You can start by creating a routine or checklist of tasks to complete before each shift. Again, one of the things that trigger our anxiety is the failure to live in the present. Don't underestimate the power of a routine. It helps to eliminate the unknown and can increase feelings of safety and security. This can help you stay focused and reduce stress levels. Also, relaxation techniques such as meditation, deep breathing, or yoga can help calm your nerves and clear your mind. It's also essential to have a support system in place. Talking to a trusted friend or colleague about your fears and concerns can help ease your anxiety. Don't be afraid to reach out for help when you need it. Thank you for listening to Chart Life Podcast. If you'd like to learn more about anxiety and stress management, we recommend checking out the resources provided by the American Psychological Association and the National Institute of Mental Health. Don't forget to subscribe and be sure to follow us on our Instagram page at chart underscore life. That's life with a Y. We'll see you same time, same place, Wednesdays at 7 a.m. Thanks for tuning in to Chart Life Podcast. That's life with a Y. New episodes are available every Wednesday at 7 a.m. Don't forget to subscribe and we'll see you soon.